welcome to AIJCast, a podcast featuring conversations and performances at the intersection of art, inspiration, and justice. I'm your host, Marthame Sanders. For this episode, we are revisiting an episode from our very second season way back in 2017. This episode jumped out at me because at the time we called it a cabin fever episode because my family and I had been stuck at home for a weekend. And now as we close in on the end of 2020 and continue to quarantine in the midst of a global pandemic, this really feels like the time to share a cabin fever episode. So back in 2017, my family and I sat down for a conversation about our family, about improv, and what we can learn from it. Sanders family, welcome to AIJ Cast. Thank you. Okay, I'm Ramsey. I'm 11 years old. I'm Cyrus, and I'm seven years old. I'm Elizabeth, and I think I'm 45. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to give just a quick background, because one of the things that we do as a family is we play some improv games. Uh, We do it on... When when have we played some improv games, Cyrus? Can you think of times that we've played improv games? Sometimes we play in the car to pass time. Yeah. Can you... uh, Ramsey, what about you? Other times that we've played... When we're bored and there's nothing to do. Yeah. Well, and sometimes we do it when we just want to do something fun, right? After dinner sometimes. Uh-huh. Hanging out. Uh-huh. So, and the reason we got into all this is three years ago, I spent the summer in Chicago and y'all came and spent part of that summer with me and I took an improv class and I got really hooked on it. And then when we came back to Atlanta, I started doing more and more improv. I did classes here in Atlanta at Dad's Garage. I started doing shows at the Basement Theater and was bringing all the games and some of the, the, the playful things that we would do in those classes and in those performances, brought them home for us to play as a family. So I thought before we did anything, we would warm up with a game called Picket Signs. And the way Picket Signs work is everybody offers one word in order, and then we chant that four-word picket sign together as though it were a really important slogan, no matter how ridiculous it might be. So I'm going to start us. And let's see, we'll go around the circle. We'll go to Ramsey next and then continue around the circle. So here we go. Ears. Can. Hear. Everything. Ears can hear everything. Ears can hear everything. Nuclei isn't a word. Nuclei isn't a word. Nuclei isn't a word. I. Spent. Your. Elephant. I spent your elephant. I spent your elephant. Maps. Give. You. Money. Maps give you money. Maps give you money. Yay. Weird thingy. So, uh, Ramsey, you have done... Uh-huh. T- talk about some of the improv stuff that you've done since uh, we came back from Chicago. Oh, yeah. So, when we came back from Chicago... I I was kind of interested in improv, and we saw some shows at an improv place called the Basement Theater. Mm-hmm. And then for summer camp one year, I I went to the Basement Theater summer camp. Yep. And and then I went there for a week, and I learned a lot of improv games and fun tips and stuff. And at the end of the week, we would all have the whole camp would have a show. Right. And 
it was really fun, and I went there for two years in a row. When you're going to improv camp, you do warm-up games like picket signs, right? Yeah, we do all kinds of warm-up games, and some of them don't really make sense. What is? What do you think the reason is for doing warm-up games? Well, one of the games that we sometimes play is called Zeke, Zach, Zoe. Yeah. It's So we all get in a big circle, and I go to someone, and I go... Zeke. Right, and you make a motion with your hands as though you're passing it. Yeah, and then the person over there does that motion back and goes, Zach. Right. To someone else. To someone else. And then they go, Zoe, Zeke, Zach, Zoe, Zeke, Zach, Zoe, over and over again. Yeah. And it's supposed to teach you how to, like, give eye contact to the other characters. Yeah. In the scene. Yeah. Yeah, so eye contact, paying attention, those Uh are things that really help with uh, when you're doing warm-up scenes. Cyrus, what do you like about watching improv? What's your favorite thing about watching improv? It looks interesting. It looks interesting? Yeah. Uh, One of the the guidelines of improv is yes and. So we're going to play a warm-up game called yes and that demonstrates what it means to do yes and. So I'll start off with an example of something and then Ramsey will say yes to whatever it is and add to it. And we will just keep going around the circle like that. So for example, Ramsey, let's go hiking today. Yes. And we should bring bear repellent in case there are bears. Yes. And we should get a picnic. I mean, make. Yes, and in our picnic, we should bring peanut butter, chocolate, and everything you need to make s'mores. Yes, and we should bring an alternative to peanut butter for people who might be allergic. Yes, and um, a great alternative that we should get is sun butter. Yes, and we should definitely make, make the s'mores. Yes, and we should stay overnight in our tent. Yes, and then we can tell ghost stories. Yes, and after we tell ghost stories, it'll be impossible for anyone to fall asleep. Yeah, yes, and we can also also tell zombie stories. And see. So I have a I have a question for Ramsey and Elizabeth. Uh, when you think about improv, what are the things about improv that you can use in other parts of your life? Elizabeth, you're a teacher. Ramsey, you're a student. Elizabeth, you're a parent. Ramsey, you're a brother and a son. What What are things that? What are the kinds of skills you learn in improv that you think you can use in other parts of your life? Um, that's a, that's a hard question. Well. Let's see, a skill in improv would be paying attention to the person you're in a scene with. Mm-hmm. And I need to pay attention to my brother because he's a younger brother and people know what that's like. Mm. So it's to take care of him? Yeah, kind, kind of. Thing, of. Watch out for him? The principles of improv is I've sort of learned a little bit about them that have been really meaningful to me include an emphasis on listening. Um, I think sometimes many of us can be thinking so much about what we have to contribute next to a conversation with a friend or a situation in life, um, so much so that we're not really actually listening to the person talking. And in improv, it's imperative to be listening and paying attention and connecting with the people that you're with. I think that's really powerful. 
I remember when I first started getting into this and there was a book that I read called Improv Wisdom, which is a great thing that talks about how to use improv skills in daily life. And one of them was, uh, it gave you some exercises to do. And one was to pick somebody in your life and yes, and them for a whole week. And I, at the time realized as a parent, I was saying no a lot. And there's something, there are times when parents need to say no to things to protect children, right? And so I decided, well, I'm going to say yes and to Ramsey for a whole week. And I don't think Ramsey knew that I was doing this. And so there was one moment I remember where Ramsey was like, let's go play ball in the street or something that was like really crazy dangerous or something. (laughs) And I remember thinking about like, how am I going to say yes and to this? And what was cool about it was kind of finding the thing that I could agree with and then using it in a positive way. So Ram, let's just say that that's what it was. Let's go play ball in the street and saying, Ramsey, I love that you want to go outside and play ball. Let's let's find a safe place to do that. And okay, and the way it changes the energy of the way people react to you when you use yes instead of no to start with, even if you're not agreeing with their idea but supporting something about them and their idea, it changes the whole approach to the conversation. I think, yeah, and I think that can be really powerful when you think of uh, the context, say, of conflict resolution of, you know, we live in a really polarized society where people have strongly held um, opinions often diametrically opposed. But, you know, we're all human beings and um, presumably we can and should be able to yes and one another on something. Um, there's something about somebody with a very different opinion than I have about um, politics or economics or um, any number of things where I can, you know, affirm their humanity, affirm their fears about something, Mm -hmm. affirm their concerns and say, yes, I agree, that's scary, or that's a concern, or that's something I also care about, um, and establish that connection. And then, um, you know, the, the and doesn't have to stay in the same trajectory, like you said, right. of, you know, we're not going to play ball in the street, but we might play ball in the yard. Um, the and can kind of flip things on its head. And that's where also I see faith, um, you know, reading scripture with a yes and in the back of my head. I think of um, Jesus often flips, does does a total yes and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He rarely says no. He often says yes, but takes it in a really interesting kind of right? sideways direction. Right. So he's, he's yes, you know, there's brokenness here. And um, so affirming that aspect of, of the complaint and also turning it in, on its head or, yeah. you know, yes, render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, right? Mm-hmm. So that coin, who's on that coin? All right. So I, I think it's it, it For me, it, it speaks to some authentic faith as well. How about if we play another game? Yeah. Yeah. How about, Ramsey, you want to do an A to Z scene with me? Sure. All right, so we'll do an A to Z scene. What would you like us to do a scene about? French fries. Oh, perfect. <laughs> awesome. I mean, right. chicken nuggets. <laughs> All right, we'll do fried foods because that incorporates everything. So, uh, And um, Cyrus, give us a letter of the alphabet. Just pick a random letter. E. E. All right. So we're going to do this scene, alternating lines with each consecutive letter of the alphabet, starting with E, going all the way back around until we get back to E. And it's going to be a scene about fried foods. Eat your supper, Timmy. Fast food. 
food. I want fast food. Why do I have to eat all this useless broccoli? Green vegetables are good for you. That's why they both start with G. Happy for me? They're not happy for me. I didn't say happy. I said good. Just can I I just not eat this? Kale is the most important power food for you to eat. Lettuce was the most important. You told me it was lettuce, but it doesn't really matter. Because I'm not going to eat this no matter what. Matter? I know what matters. I'm your parent, and I tell you you need to eat your vegetables. Now, oh, if I don't want to do something, I don't have to do it, right? Oh, my gosh. You are driving me crazy. Please, can I not eat it? Isn't there an amendment of the Constitution that can help me? Quit appealing to constitutional law. It didn't help your brother, and it's not going to help you. Really? Why are you bringing my brother Jacob into this? He's in college now. School is where he is finally learning to eat his vegetables. True, but I don't go to school yet, so I don't have to eat my vegetables, right? Wasn't that the Fourth Amendment? Unless you have a degree in law that I don't know about, I think you really ought to quit talking about the Constitution. Very negative. That that is very negative. I'm not I'm going to start reading more about the Constitution. Washington was the first president and he said to eat your vegetables. That's all you need to know. Exactly. Actually, Washington said to eat vegetables, but Washington lived in an era before iPhones and fidget spinners and and uh, ordering pizza with an app. Can I can we have pizza instead? You make a valid point, I have to say. There is something about the context in which one lives. Zero people in Washington's day could have even guessed that we were going to have a president that has a giant yellow caterpillar for hair. After we order pizza, that's the concession I'm willing to make, then will you eat your vegetables? But I don't like vegetables. Can I order broccoli on my pizza? Can you order broccoli on your pizza? Of course you can! Do I have to eat my vegetables if I order broccoli on my pizza? Exactly. It's a win-win. And see. Yay! So, uh, Ramsey, I have a question for you, When and this is relevant because I was the one that got stuck. Are there times when you're on stage playing an improv game and you can't think of an idea? What Do you have any tricks that you rely on? Yeah, when, when that happens and I can't think of an idea, sometimes I just imagine a city and like imagine something that would be in the city. Hmm, what do you mean? Can you give like, me an example of something like that? If I imagine a city, there could be hot dog stands or, or people walking around or, or something... Even randomer. Oh, so like if you're you're you picture the scene and then try to think of things that might be in it, and that uh-huh. might help you think of something. Mm-hmm. That's a good trick. I realize that if I if I don't come up with something right away, I get stuck second guessing all of my ideas. That's one of my problems. That's interesting. It's sort of part of the mindset of improv. The yes and you kind of have to apply it to your own self in those conversations in your yeah. own head, right? Yeah. Um, be as affirming to your own 
self as you are as you aspire to be to your um teammates that's a great one yeah hey cyrus i remember when we were uh we went out of town last weekend and you had an idea we can make an improv group how'd you come up with that idea the last time we went on a trip yeah what did we do played improv yeah and that gave you the idea that we should do that all the time yeah because it was so much fun to do Uh uh-huh yeah yeah that was fun did you like helping people learn about improv because there were a lot of people, other people there that we helped uh, kind of teach some games to. Did you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have one more question for everybody. And this is a question sure. I always ask at the end of AIJCast. Mm-hmm. If, you had, um, if you had advice for the people who are listening, what would it be? Practice, to practice improv. Mm, that's a good one. Try, uh, go to the basement theater. Mm. I guess the biggest piece of advice would be the one that's been most meaningful for me, and that is trying to live into yes and. I try to do that in the classroom. I try to do it as a parent. I try to do that in life. So when especially difficult things arise, I first try to think, okay, where's the yes? Um, and then uh, move on to the and. Um Sanders family, thank you for being on AIJCast. Thank you. You're welcome. Cyrus, Ramsey, Elizabeth, and Marthame Sanders on AIJCast. We'll be back with more regular episodes of AIJCast next week, featuring part one of our conversation with author Aisha Saeed. AIJCast is made possible through the support of listeners like you. It is only because of you that we can do what we do. So please do take just a moment and go to our website, AIJCast.com where you can click on the link that says support. And we love to interact on social media where our handle is AIJCast. Our theme music comes from our house band, Marred Fame. We are engineered, mixed, and produced by the patient Al Mudif, a graduate of Podcast College who loves to walk around the studio chanting his college cheer. Ears can hear everything. Ears can hear everything. And I'm your host, Marthame Sanders, encouraging you to go, rather stay put, create some beauty of your own, And remember that the world isn't truly beautiful until it's beautiful for all. Until next time, justice and peace.